Did you ever hear about the time when they slut shame David? Wait, is this is this our David or are we talking Bible shit? Right no, Bible. <laughs> Beard Bible. Bible. Bible David, <laughs> not our David. Okay, okay. So, well, I just like it seems like anyway. It, no, yeah. I don't. <laughs> so, uh one time they got the ark back. The ark got taken like the um Indiana Jones ark. They got that back the one That's in the Bible? The yeah, Indiana like Jones? well, yeah, I'm Indiana just, not yeah. that stupid. And they do the whole, like, the Miriam, don't look at the light. Like, look away. Um, so they get that thing, and they bring it into the city. And then, like, the only way to celebrate is get half naked and start a dance party. So, I, I Yeah, that uh, totally makes sense to me. So he strips down, and he's dancing, and his wife comes out, and she's like, don't do that. You're trying to get the, the servant girls all riled up, and you're undignified. Yeah, quit doing the mini helicopter on the <laughs> roof, David, you dickhole. Get your clothes back on. So, yeah, that's, that's the story of how they slut-shamed David one time. I like it. Yeah. I like that Old Testament stuff. It's got some weird stuff. <laughs> it gets real weird. <laughs> uh, so tonight we'll do some Old Testament. Uh, so everybody, welcome to Beer and Bible. Welcome. And I'm Neil. I'm the lead questioner slash nerd. And I am Chris, the resident high-functioning alcoholic and self-appointed Bible reader. So here we go. Um, I'm I'm reading all the Bible from now on. Just me. Just him. All right. Before so I've got we... a fucking awesome bible reading voice stay tuned i think it's good we're gonna try and make a chris reads the bible like just the whole yearly bible or that or or if nothing else i just need something i need to contribute so that can be my contribution instead of just dragging you off topic every five minutes five seconds we're pushing it there all right uh so first of all your first thing is you're the beer drinker so what do you have tonight oh oh hold on. i have a Golden Road Brewing um, Wolf Pup Session IPA, and it's uh it's just it was something that got left in my fridge. It's pretty tasty, but I think it's probably on the weak side because I don't see the alcohol percentage on it anywhere. So no, I mean, I mean it tastes good, you know. Yeah, but I had one before this that was stout, so it wasn't a stout, but it was it had okay. got me where I needed to be. I'm 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 with the Lord right now. I'm feeling good. So uh, if you get with Golden Road, make sure you double up. That's double, the, double fist it. That's the trick. Still good. Cool. So um, th- tonight we're actually be looking at these two characters known as Jacob and Esau. We're going to go all the way back to Genesis. Ooh, Genesis. And we're not going to be working on the lyrics to Studio or Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic. Not that one. Genesis. <laughs> so we're going to be looking into Genesis, and we're going to be looking at uh, this as again as historical literature and what the author is trying to communicate to their audience. Who are the what? Who are Jake, Jacob and Esau? Um, so you have the th- you have uh, three Abrahamic religions, and that's um, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, and they kind of all go back to one guy named Abraham. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So you're saying Abraham's and that, in all three of them? Yes. Aren't we supposed to He's hate like each other? And like, that's what I heard on the news. Mm. Um. Specifically, Fox News. I think actually, like not on all. News, oh, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> all right, so I get all my stuff from Yahoo.com. Yeah, you never know what the fuck is going to be up there. I I used to be into the Economist, but that's a whole different tangent. <laughs> all right, so Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Wait, Esau. no, so, so yeah, Abraham. Abraham. So he's kind of the father of these religions, and we're talking about his grandchildren. So you're gonna have he's gonna have um, he has two kids, uh, Ishmael and Isaac. And then Isaac has Jacob and Esau. But we're going to get into that. So, if you don't mind, grab that Bible, and we're going to be reading. This is going to be in Genesis 25. Genesis. Hold on, i got to get to it. This looks like a graffiti wall. we got to quit writing in these things. Yeah, so we... <laughs> is that a, this is the thing. We stole these Bibles from a church. <laughs> 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 it's 
we have borrowed these from a house of the Lord <laughs> with intention to return them, but we thought they needed some uh, edits. <laughs> you better do some editing. <laughs> okay, okay. So, t- yeah. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebecca became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. Okay, so this whole—I got to put a pin in it right here. This is whole—I already answered my own first question. Is barren, like, is it just like Isaac prayed to the Lord? Like, I can't have kids. Like, this— Well— You know, we're about to have a second one, and I'm like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And Isaac's—or Abraham, wait— Isaac. Isaac, yeah. Isaac's sitting here like... Well, they haven't had any kids, and so um, your kids are not just your heirs, but they're also kind of your... Um, Retirement plan. Exactly. So you're you're needing children. Um, also, Abraham, uh, so Isaac's father, was promised a great nation, and his wife was also barren, so we're seeing the same story again of another um, a continuation of this narrative of uh, a woman is barren, she is in need of something to something supernatural to help her out. And so then God is prayed to, and God is the one who opens the womb and, and allows things and blessings. So again, if you think so of Isaac's this, pretty much on a weekly basis, like walking back to dad's tent being like, are you sure you heard that shit right about like mini na- or big nation or whatever? Yeah. Like, cause this is like, we've been together for years and it's, I've been trying. Yeah. I'm trying dad. I'm on like a nightly basis. Like I pulled a, back muscle last night and it's still like you're sure it's like shut up and get out of my t- yeah go talk to god <laughs> yeah you so, take that up with god yeah i had the same kind of trouble having your ass get out of my tent yeah and so then here's the whole like nations thing you're talking about well is there gonna be nation and we're gonna get into that okay <laughs> okay so so he was crying about having a baby and then he's like you're gonna okay so she went to inquire to the lord so now she's getting involved like yeah so he didn't even go to God. It's it's her. Like, okay. She inquired to God. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause that that just that was so much in one in one run. So she was barren. Isaac's like, what the hell? And then God's like, I got you. And then she became pregnant and they're jostling. So it's like she yeah. feels like there's a freaking like war going on in her stomach. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, and then she's God, what the hell's going on? And he says, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other. The older will serve the younger. It's like, what kind of answer is that? Like, like God, what's going on in here? And you could light that whole thing out. Oh, like, (laughs) can you imagine that you're sitting there at the doctor's office, they're doing the sonogram, like running the things like, Oh, here's what's going on. This kid just fucked your other kid up. Like, his <laughs> nose is in the back of his head now. Like, I don't... Good luck. One of these kids is going to be a beast, and the other one is, like, he's he's just, like, biting on his toes. I don't know what's going <laughs> on here. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, that, that could be going on. I like how, like, Abraham's promise that he'll be a father of many nations, and it's starting off... I didn't realize we're going to be fighting this early. Yeah, <laughs> like, this does not bode well for the rest of our lives. Okay, so God tells her it shit's crazy. They're gonna. This is a recap. <laughs> That's not actually what the Bible says. It's in if, there. If you people have been listening, if you got your own Bibles, you would know. Yeah, go to a church, grab them from the pews. <laughs> They're free, apparently. <laughs> God. Okay. When the time came for her to give birth, 
They were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I just see Wolverine popping out with, like, the claws and a cigar hanging out of his (laughs) mouth, just like, like, you know, busting out of that thing like it's aliens. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm imagining, like, a little baby Wookiee, like, dripping, (laughs) like, matted hair. I'll be oh, easy like, with the visuals. People like, are probably driving. Like, They're gonna be like, everyone go and Google a wet koala. Don't do it. Don't Co- wet koala. I mean, I have to do it now because like, I'm interested. Yeah, so that's what I imagine. So you get one of those coming out. <laughs> wet koala. Uh, oh my! God. And red. Like, was it yeah. hairy and red? Just I, angry. It's like I don't even know. Like I've got all these eighty movies. Like visuals going through my head of like animatronics and just yeah. critters. Did you ever see that? No critters. Fuck. That's it. Watch <laughs> critters. That's what this baby looked like. Okay. Um, I'm like scarred right now. And it was red. His whole body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. 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 After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac, like, so they, the hairy thing comes out, and the other one's got him by the ankles, like, I'm not done with you yet, yeah. you son of a bitch. Like, yeah. still fighting in the womb. This and, is. And they name him Jacob because, like, it's the idea of um, he grasps the heel or someone that's a deceiver. Um, oh. The way I think of it or remember it is, like, this idea of if someone was in a foot race, like, they're going to do whatever it takes to get like, ahead. Kick your like, foot out. Kick, yeah, like, they'll trip you. He isn't a problem. He'll grab your foot, pull you back. And so he's coming out, like, grasping the heel, and mom and dad decide. That's what we're going to name him. <laughs> little shit. That's yes. You little shit. Oh, man. This is not off to a good start. Uh, So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebecca gave birth to them. That just sounds like a chore. Like, you got these two little assholes that just popped out. You're 60. You've been trying to do this for years, and yeah. now you've got your heel grabber and red man coming out. <laughs> like Lieutenant Mur- Murtaugh. I'm too old for this. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He's I would, like, I'm five years from retirement. I would have left. I'm not going to lie. Um, once, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I, I'm skipping that. The boys grew up, and Esau, fast forward, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country. This is Red Man right here, Red Hairy yeah. Boy. Became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was a quiet man, staying among the tents. Okay, so, we, you know, they've set it up. Isaac's the hunter. He's the man's man. Yep. Um, Isaac's more of the staying, staying in the tents kind of guy. He's the, like, I'm going to play my Xbox. I don't know. There, there's some rabbis that actually said that uh, that Jacob was off studying the Torah the whole time. That he's, like, really studying God and really trying to commune with him. And then Esau was more concerned about the worldly things, about going out and hunting and getting food and clothing and all that kind of stuff. See, that could be a good yin and yang type yeah. thing. Like, you know, cause being my brother, like I'm the more of the outdoorsman, like showing, yeah, I can show him how to sharpen a knife and like get a carburetor going for a lawnmower. But then if anything happens, like with the TV, I've got to have him reset the internet and like hook up a computer, yeah. you know, not that I'm completely illiterate with it, but he just knows so much more about it. They like, you know, so maybe it's one of those things. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely get this idea that um, Esau is pursuing these very masculine traits. Um, traditionally, when I say masculine, I'm talking about the um, traditional hunter-gatherer Middle Eastern traits, too, where then it very specifically says that Jacob was among the tents. 
Um, so you definitely have that that play of power and strength versus the younger. Um, but we've already heard that the older will serve the younger. So this is already setting you up in your mind that this is going to be very reverse. So parent, the parents are sitting there watching just with that in the back of their mind and just like, uh, God, you sure is, about this? Yeah, <laughs> this is not. We already uh, know what's going to happen. That sucks knowing you. Uh, there are there actually are stories jumping ahead further on. There are stories that um, that they actually speculate that mom and dad really did want Jacob to be the one that was the ruler. Really? Uh, but hopefully we'll cover that on a future podcast. So stay tuned. <laughs> oh, I keep losing my place. Why? Just mark the hell out of these things. Um, the boys grew up over the country. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau. But Rebecca loved Jacob, so we got the mama's boy and the daddy's boy. Mm -hmm. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he was also called Edom. Edom, um, the Hebrew word Edom uh, in in modern Hebrew is red. So there's this red stew, but he's also red himself. There's a, yeah, what? I don't know. Is it because he was in no? I was gonna say, is it because he was in the sun too long? But no, he came out red. Yeah, which I mean that made sense, but this yeah. is that's very confusing. So uh, Adom, um, and they also said that the stew was actually red lentils. Is the speculation? Oh. So when it says they're making him some stew, oh, it was red stew. Hmm. So the red man wanted red stew. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is yes. Uh, he's famished. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, I am about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? Wait, so I, I thought he was coming in for stew. This is like turned into a life and death situation. This is like zero to a hundred, like. Just like that. That, yes. yeah. So so Jacob's sitting there and he's just making a meal and everything. And then Esau busts in and he's like, hey, I need this Boom. stew right now. I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm going to die. Give me some of that stew. Yeah. And some people speculate the reason that he's he's actually, when he was out hunting, it wasn't anything with four legs. Rather, it was something with two legs, that being a person. Oh, like a mercenary or something? Or did yeah. he just like killing people? Or There's some speculation that he's on the run. And so if people are coming after him, like. Psh, That's the last he, place they would look. Yeah, look is in his, his brother's, brother's tent. <laughs> like he fucking hates Jacob. Like he's not going there. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that that way, but. That's so weird. What a weird dynamic. Yeah. So he, he goes in there and, and he's on the lamb. And so he's maybe he's just turning to his brother. Like you've got to help me. Um, I need food, supplies, any places to hide. And so then that gives Jacob leverage to be like, all right, look, you're going to, you're going to sell me your birthright. Um, birthright is, it comes with two things. Um, one of them is it comes with a double portion of the inheritance. So you and your brother, mm-hmm. um, you, you're the older one. He's the younger one. Uh, you know, if you're, I'm the older and wiser one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. So no, if you're, if your parents pass away, then your, uh, your estate would be split into three parts. You would get two parts and he would get one part. Um, if you had a third brother, it would be split four ways. You would get two parts, and each one of them would get equal. I like how this sounds. So no matter what, you get a double portion of whatever the split is. Um, so that's one part that comes with it. The other other part that comes with it is being the leader of the family. So those are the two things that Jacob is like. So Esau comes in. He is going to die. We don't know whether it's for starvation or if it's he's trying to run from somebody or what it is. Or if he's just really dramatic. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is all um, kind of 
uh, folk tales upon folk tales. I'm not selling my birthright, my double portion for some damn red lentil stew. Yeah. This should better be, excuse me. Damn, go, pony has me burping. At, I'm not selling it for that. I would do like some wings, some really good Philly cheesesteak. Okay, now we're talking. Like, yeah, like negotiate. No, fi- no stew. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So he must be on the verge of death to do some crazy shit like that. I I guess so. Like, so he comes in. He's like, I'm gonna die. Give this to me. And maybe he's on the run. We don't know. And uh, he, then Jacob's like, All right, here's the deal. You give me your birthright, and they go to swear for it. So Esau's like, I'm about to die. What good is a birthright? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. So is he just like, all right, I swear to you, like, mm. and the deal's done, shake hands? Well, uh, according to one author, Frederick Beekner, um, he writes a story in his book called The Son of Laughter, and that's a, a kind of a narrative of all these. And he actually interprets this as swearing on each other's testicles. Um, well, huh. Okay, so he, he's pulling that from uh, earlier in the just a the chapter before, um, you actually have a promise being made where somebody says, I want you to promise me something. Place your hand under my thigh. That's pretty darn close to, you know, there it is. You know, it's right there. Yep. And a thigh could also be loins. Um, the word the for taint. Th- yeah. Just all in, there's a lot of stuff under there. And the uh, word for thigh uh, actually is literally translated as shaft. So there, we're not... Uh, now it's getting weird. I'm not swearing shit in the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in, in uh, any want of any um, euphemisms here for what this could be, but it's probably swearing on each other's genitals. They're reaching up under each other's... Uh, what, what, what would they well, be wearing right now? Do they have, do they have like, pants or did they have like... In the old, old, all the old like movies where it's just like... Like the skirt? Yeah, this like skirt... Like vest combo, just like a cloth that they have a little rope belt around. There's yeah. just like nothing underneath. I, I'm, as far as I know, it's like all the other children's books from Christianity. Like, mm. so, anyways, lift up. They just kind of lift up each other's skirts and like reach under there and like swear on my seed. And there they are holding each other in each other's hands, brother to brother, <laughs> just normal, <laughs> normal OT stuff, Old Testament stuff. You know, God, I have seen my brother's balls like a hundred times. <laughs> not for making oaths, but just like, you know, it just happens in day-to-day life. I've, I I, I got to let our audience know I've not seen my brother, uh, my brother's balls. Just throwing that out there. So that's not Freak. happening. So I know I'm strange. I'm the, I'm the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> You're a freak. So there they are. And uh, so it, it's not d- directly in the text, but that's where some people would imagine this is how that deal was being made. His are bigger than mine, too. That's kind of embarrassing. I did not get a double portion with that. <laughs> I got the single portion. Screw right. you, Josh. <laughs> so there they are, holding each other's balls, examining and comparing as brothers apparently do. No, they're making an oath. <laughs> they're making an oath. Uh, so there they have each other in each other's hands, and they make this promise um, to swear over the birthright and, and exchange it. So where are we going from there? I have no clue. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and then some lentil stew. Oh, there it is. He got some bread out of the deal. Damn. That's, uh, well, you see, like some breadsticks. Bread. Uh, they'd have to be really good breadsticks. Like, hopefully they weren't free, like the Olive Garden situation. Like, I got your bread, gave too. Gave shitty breadsticks. <laughs> this is Fazoli's. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. 
How are you going to be mad about it if you just gave it up for some fucking stew? If you're an old mighty hunter, you could have gone out in the woods and gnawed on a deer leg or something. But Yeah. Know. Well, uh, what so, a bitch. some people think that he never liked his birthright anyways. Like, he was trying oh, to pass it off. Kind of, like, pissed about it. That Like, like he didn't want to be the leader of the family. He wanted to do his own thing. pressure on me, man. Yeah. I just popped out first. He got just, this great hair and this awesome skin tone, and they want to be all mad about it. Yeah. that's Some people think it's that way, so he always, like, it's... It, the way that it reads is to say he did all these things because he's despised his birthright. Mm. And then other people say that he despised his birthright because he gave it away. Um, he gave it to his brother, but as he put it, pointed out, like it's not going to be any use to me. Like God. if I die and then our parents die, you're going to get everything anyway. So I might as well get one por- portion. And then Jacob at every family reunion, he's like Esau, Esau, did you, did you miss the stew when you were in line there? Did you <laughs> see that I brought stew? Esau. The stew is over there. The first, it's that red lent, that really good down home family recipe, red lentil birthright taken stew. Like looking <laughs> him right in the fucking eyes. <laughs> that good old, it's so good. I love you. Him. Give away your birthright for it. Oh yeah, that's it's like. I hope he was doing that. Fuck you, Jake. <laughs> this is why I don't come to family fun. <laughs> Leave me alone, mom. Oh gosh, that's great. I didn't even want to come out first. This guy just kept grabbing my ass. Yeah. I was just like, I was done. I was getting out of that womb. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so this story, it's, it's this interesting. This is in the beginning, too. This, yeah. So there are two things that are interesting <laughs> to me. First of all, this is um, put into the Genesis, and this is going to shape. Like It says that he is known as Edom. Well, that becomes a nation. Um, so Jacob goes, and he has his kids, and they turn into a nation, and the idea is that Edom, his children, also create another nation. So they end up being next to each other, and that's going to change how Israel feels uh, about Edom, how they're going to look at that other culture. As dicks. Yes. Or it, as Wait, it feels like it should be reversed. They're going to look at them like, these guys kind of hate us. We took something from them, or they look at them as, like, enemies? Well, there, there's more stories about Esau and how he acts. He's a fairly brash individual, mm. so he makes a lot of impulse decisions. Ah. So they're going to be looking at those people. It's kind of, it's a little bit of racism. Like, mm. let, let's let's put that into our folktales. Here's what I'm thinking of, what it makes me think of, is if you look at the old Warner Brothers cartoons, Pepe Le Pew, Speedy Gonzalez, all of these, if you start watching those and you start looking at kind of some of the racial terms in the 1950s, you go, Oh my gosh, Warner Brothers was completely racist. Yeah, we're showing this to our kids. Yeah, and, and it just perpetuated these ideas. So in the same way, I'm not saying that this is a Warner Brothers cartoon, but you might see that the, this is painting the picture of how Israel will view Edom. Yeah. Um, and that, But they will also realize that they will see them as... Setting uh, this thing out like, never forget. Yeah, and, and it's not all negative. It's, um, it's that uh, Edom is also considered kin to them. They're still mm. family compared to the Philistines. Uh, or uh, the Egyptians, they're still kin. So there's going to be um, a dynamic, but this is one of the stories that will come back and they'll use to explain it in the same way that we might talk about um, some of the treaties that were made with Canada uh, when America was settled uh, or some of the um, the Spanish-American War or or things like that. We start to develop a history and uh, experiences and they shape um, our mindsets towards those other people. Hmm. Uh, So the... That's just kind of something to look at. If we're looking at this as a historical literature, what is the story telling um, to the nation about other nations? If red, hairy people are around, keep some really bomb-ass soup on you. That's what it's telling you. Sell everything. Okay, so <laughs> and even looking at that, okay, so this whole story, 
Um, so people like to look at the Bible for their moral tales, you know, like yeah, they look like it. Look at it like it's. I want a bow on it. I want a. I want yeah. it tied up with a bow, and I want to know what I'm supposed to learn. From yeah, it. you want an Aesop's fable or something like that, where you go, oh, okay, like that's the decision to make. Our hero, quote unquote, is a jerk. <laughs> like I'm not sure who the like the the winner is clever, and he tricks the guy, and he screws him over his own brother, just because he can. Yeah, and. Like nothing about this is good. It's like, shouldn't you leave that part out? Like, <laughs> we want to talk about how awesome we were. Like on the come up. Like you're putting all the shit stories. Yeah. <laughs> like this is stuff you sweep under the rug, and like only the family knows. You don't tell the friends and neighbors. You don't write this down and be like, hey, make sure you pass this. Yeah, to the make next sure generation. everybody knows this for the next however many thousand years. It, it's strange to me that when you're writing a tale and you're trying to explain to people your belief system or your um your expectations of how a culture should function. That's what I think when I think of Aesop's fables, things like that. What are the stories we're trying to tell to pass down from generation to generation? What are our values? And here you just have two jerks, like a terrible situation. There is no hero. There is nothing good. It doesn't match the values that are later on read about in the Torah. It's like, don't lie to anybody. Don't cheat anybody. Don't do this. Like, this is what they did. And they benefit from it. Like Jacob wins out. Yep. There's, no bow on this thing. He had bigger balls. There it is. All right, everyone. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> thank you all for listening to Beer and Bible, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Later. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>